Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 45th episode of the Pulling Tar Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. I really appreciate everyone tuning in. Please help grow the podcast by sharing it on social media, telling your friends about it, and by leaving a rating or comment. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. That way you won't miss out on any news about the Pulling Tart Podcast. I'd like to welcome on a special guest, Shelby Cravens. Shelby is the Director of Media Relations for the Iowa Cubs, AAA affiliate of the Chicago Cubs. Can't wait to chat with Shelby Cravens right after this break. Shelby, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. I really appreciate taking time out of your morning. This is the first morning interview I think I've ever done. Um, so let's get this out of the way first. This is the Pulling Tart Podcast. Did I read on Twitter you've only pulled tarp once before? So it's it's twice now. Ooh. Yes, I made my pulling tarp pulling debut this summer at the ballpark. And so I managed to make it through about six and a half years working in minor league baseball without ever doing a tarp pull. That is incredible. How did how did you last that long? So it, it's funny because I, like you said, this is how we got connected. I posted on Twitter about it, and obviously I posted because I knew I was a little bit of an outlier there, and I thought it was a fun story to tell. But then that tweet blew up, and people <laughs> from all walks of minor league baseball that I you know, had never met, met before were coming and saying, what, are you kidding? You've never done a pop, a tarp pull. So I, so I knew that was unique, but I didn't realize how big of a deal that actually was until I had said something on Twitter. Um, but what you can't see from this podcast is that I'm, I'm a shade under five feet tall and, and a hair over a hundred pounds. So, um, okay. just a pretty, pretty compact human. So, in, in terms of any sort of heavy lifting or uh, <laughs> manual labor, I'm not exactly the first phone call sure. that people make. Okay. Um, so, you know, I think that is, is one element of it, that there are just people that are a little better suited for tarp pulling uh, around here. And then the other element is that I work in media relations. So typically, if there's a tarp pull going on, um, you know, especially if it's around game time, during a game, Right after a game, you know, I'm the one that's emailing the league to say that we have a delay posting on social media, trying to get a release out and trying to, you know, let everyone in the press box know what's going on. And so I've got some other things to take care of while that's happening. Yeah. Well, I I always did those things, too, because I worked in media relations, (laughs) but I always worked in small enough front offices that 
I had to be there for the tarp pool. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think, you know, we have a, our front office is primarily located on the first floor. Okay. There are a handful of offices on the second floor where I work, and then our press box is on the third floor. Oh. So usually by the time they make it up the stairs, they've gathered enough people that um, I'm not usually needed. Sure, okay. So there's two rites of passage to working in minor league baseball as far as I'm concerned. One is uh-huh. pulling tarp, and you've you've yep. done that a couple times now. Yeah. Um, have you been in a mascot costume? So I have put on a mascot costume. I have never done a public appearance oh. in a mascot costume because, again, you know, the height thing. Um, the kids are taller than me, even with that giant head on my body. So it just looks like a really funny-looking mascot if I were to wear it. That's fair. Um, <laughs> so... It was the exact opposite for me when I worked in Beloit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was the I'm not a um, a tall human being either. I'm about five seven, which is for guys is kind of kind of short. Um, and all the other guys in the office at that time were taller than me, and. Mm-hmm. Like, especially um, the one guy I worked with, he was probably, like, 6'2", 6'3". If he put on the mascot costume, it looked really weird because his leg, his human legs would be sticking out. Um, yeah, so you like, can't have that. I was the perfect height, and we only had a front office of, like, four people. So uh-huh. I was always the go-to person to be snappy, the turtle. Yeah. What an honor. Yeah, I that. know to do that yeah exactly <laughs> at um, least everyone you get you get good stories out of being in a mascot costume that's the one consistent across everyone that's true and and i've tweeted this out before and i think this prepared me for um the the pandemic and so when i would take pictures with like kids and stuff like that inside the mascot costume i always caught myself smiling for the picture mm-hmm. even though nobody could see me and now like for work um i you know for national teddy bear day we um donated a bunch of teddy bears to the labor and delivery department at our local hospital so that the babies yeah. can take the take the teddy bears home with them um, and it's free advertising as well because it has our logo right. on it. Um, but I, I took a, a picture for like a press release and like social media. And like I was wearing a mask, of course. And I was like, and I caught myself smiling behind the mask for the picture. And I was like, why do I need to do this? Why, why am I like this? It's automatic. At least with the the mask we're wearing now, you can kind of see it in the eyes. You can tell a little bit if you're smiling or not underneath there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So is it a little bit more difficult running media relations when you're a female? Um, I had Emily Messina on a couple episodes ago, and she's with uh, the Reading Fight and Fills, and she does media relations as well. Um, so I'm always interested because... <laughs> When I worked in media relations, I had to walk through the clubhouse a lot, and I've you know th- seen things that that I don't <laughs> think women should be seeing um, while they're at work. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm just always interested if it's more difficult for you if you had to have like scheduled times to go through the clubhouse or and whatnot. 
Yeah, and I actually listened to a little bit of Emily's episode. I haven't made it all the way through, but a lot of what she said I definitely related to. Um, You know, the thing for me is I don't have a comparison. I see how, you know, men are treated in the clubhouse, and I just know from my personal experience what, how, you know, things go for me. So I can't really say it's harder or um, easier and things. Um, It's definitely a unique relationship um, to do this job as a female. Um, There aren't many females doing this job in minor league baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just, you know, and our our dressing area and our shower area is a little bit like you have to go through a doorway hallway to Uh, get to that area. So if I'm just walking in and most of my interaction in the clubhouse, a lot of that is with the manager on transactions and the coaching staff and everything. So it's pretty easy for me to get to the manager's office without okay. kind of being being in the line of fire, um, yeah. per se. Um, but, you know, I kind of, I, I know my times. There's, there's not scheduled times that, um, you know, I tell everyone, you have to be dressed between three and four because that's when I'm going to get everything okay. done. Um, because we all know minor league baseball is so chaotic and inconsistent, and I just don't think something like that would work. But I definitely know, you know, before and after BP, before and after a game, you know, I kind of know, have learned the times when people are going to be changing and showering, and I just uh, use my resources, you know. the back, There's usually a back boy around or clubhouse manager, and if I hear the shower running, I'll just say, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so, can you can you go see if he's in there and grab him for me, and then we'll kind of do okay. it that way. Um, but yeah, and, and enough people, I've been in Iowa for five years now, you know, I know enough people, both returning players, our manager's been the same for four, four years, would have been five years mm-hmm. this year, um, that I just, you know, people know who I am, they know what job I have to do, and it just doesn't seem to be a problem in our clubhouse anymore. Okay. So. Um, to quote a, a common phrase using minor league baseball, you have some feel. That's... I, I like to think that I do, and I, I think that's, you know, it, it's all, media relations is all about feel. You're, yeah. you're dealing with so many different people and different personalities, and, you know, especially as a female, and you got to be able to read the room and figure out, you know, when when to ask the questions. When, when do I poke someone to go to a community appearance? Right. When, how do I set this up where a guy is going to say yes to doing this interview and, Things like that. So, um, yeah, definitely just about reading the room and, and feeling it out and um, figuring out each situation and each individual relationship that you have to have. Yeah, and your managers must get you the lineup pretty early, I, I would think. <laughs> uh, more or less, you know, I, it's still minor league baseball, and once they got used to, you know, it was a little bit I look a little bit different than the people they're used to dealing with. But mm-hmm. once, once we got over that, you know, I think the the biggest challenge is just the um, kind of feeling like I have to prove myself and earn people's respect rather than having that off the bat. Right. Of, of course. They're just not used to dealing with someone like me. And so I feel like I have to overcompensate a little bit and say, no, I, you know, I know about baseball and yeah. it's my job to know what the team's doing and my job is stats and people, there are some people that are a little taken aback and I've gotten comments of, oh, you actually 
you actually know what you're talking about. Oh, you actually like baseball. Yeah. And it's like, what do you, what do you think my job is? Why do you think I've been in baseball for seven years? Because I don't, you know, hate watching baseball and don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you know, so there, there's things like that, but overall, um, you know, it helps to work with and for really great people, um, that are incredibly supportive and, um, just treat me like they would treat anyone else. Right, right. Um, so we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but um, I actually interviewed for your job, and it sounds like you're way more qualified. So uh, <laughs> congratulations to them, uh, to the Iowa Cubs, for making the right choice there. Um, but yeah, that was what, back in 2016, we said? Um, yeah, so I got I got off of the job or interviewed and got off of the job probably around December of 2015 and started in January of 2016. Okay, so. okay, that's the timetable sounds about right. Um, I was looking to get out of um, Beloit. It wasn't a great situation there at that time. Um, but yeah, they're they're getting a new stadium and they're under new ownership now and. That's great for them, um, yeah. but but yeah, I was trying. I was telling you, I was trying to get back to the East Coast, but I was entertaining the idea of going to Des Moines. Um, number one, Des Moines, awesome, uh, great, it's great, yeah. great town. Um, it's not too far from Iowa City. Um, mm-hmm. Iowa City is a whole lot of fun, <laughs> um, but but yeah, so. But I'm glad they made the right choice and and uh, went in your direction. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been, um, I'm originally from Utah, never thought Iowa wasn't really on my radar, and it was kind of a whirlwind of events that led to me being here, and I just feel really lucky to have landed here because it just, I've been able to grow a lot as an individual and a media relations person in the five years here, and I just think it was, Hopefully for for me and I hope for them too. It's just been a really good fit for both the organization and for myself. So it's been it's been a great five years. Yeah, it sure it sure seems like it's a great fit. Uh, you helped organize the Iowa Cubs' first Pride Night. Uh, how did that go? I know um, some some communities and some front offices that I've worked in that would not have been welcomed. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you had any struggles with, with that. I just want to know how it went and congratulations on pulling that off too. Thank you. Um, that is one of the most rewarding things I've been able to do. And, and one of the proudest I've ever been of something I was able to do professionally. And also pride night was one of the hardest nights that I've ever experienced as, Mm -hmm. as a professional, um, you know, it was, we were one year later than a lot of teams doing a pride night. It, it kind of started to catch on in major league baseball and filter down to minor league baseball. And it was something that, so it was something other teams were doing. And I looked into it a little bit and researched it and just thought, you know, this is, we need to be on the right side of history. And this is something that I think we should do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a pretty big pride festival every summer here. We've got really active um, pride groups and LGBTQ groups. Um, Iowa was actually, I believe, the first state to allow for same-sex marriage. Okay. Um, so we've got some history there. Um, so something I gathered information on and 
you know, I'm a little, little embarrassed to say that I was, I was a little afraid to take it to my management and my bosses, sure. you know, as you understandably said. so. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked for great people. And I, I assumed they'd be on board, but I also, you know, sometimes people's personal views and business views can be a little bit different. So mm-hmm. I just, I, I was nervous that I wasn't going to get the answer that I wanted. Um, and I presented it and to everyone's credit, they were on board right away and said, I agree, you know, we, we should do this and go for it and we'll support you in putting this together. Our staff was incredibly supportive and very excited to do it. Um, so we partnered with a couple organizations in the community. Um, when I was putting together, you know, I wanted to make sure it was, it was, we were doing it the right way in a, in a complimentary way and an inclusive way. And so we got a lot of partners on board with that. Um, and then the pride night itself, we had ended up doing a group, group ticket thing and got about 125, 25 to 30 people, I think within their group that the pride folks brought in. Um, we got them involved in, in stadium, you know, between any games and sure. seventh inning stretch and the anthem and everything like that. So in stadium, it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, it okay. Was, it was so great. We got we flew the pride flags. We had all of our staff wore rainbow buttons to just okay. kind of state that we were an ally. And it was just it was it was really great to be there in person. Um, the dark side of that event was we got crushed online oh i'm sure um just absolutely just crushed Mm -hmm. and it was i mean i i do the social media for the iowa cubs as well Mm -hmm. and to have to wade through all of those comments was i mean i was just trying holding back tears just yeah you know just of how how mean a lot of people were getting on there um, and then, you know, there's a realization that if, if I feel that bad fielding those comments and they're not directly at directed you, yeah, at me right. and my lifestyle, like think how my friends and people I care about and the people in the ballpark are, are feeling and, you know, how many of these comments are they getting regularly? Yeah. Um, so it was kind of, yeah, it was just a really beautiful day and a really hard day. It was kind of a little, a little bit of both. And ultimately I'm, I'm glad we did it. I'm proud we did it. Mm-hmm. I was really excited to be able to do one in 2020 and build on it a little bit and hopefully make it an even bigger and greater event over the years. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was an experience for sure. Um, I'm sure. And, and yeah, people, you know, hide behind their their keyboards and say say whatever they want, and I just and it, it you know it's crazy how how like mean people can be online and especially about a subject like that. Um, I'm a firm believer in treating everybody the way you want to be treated, and absolutely other people don't live their life like that. Um, unfortunately, um, so yeah. sorry you had to take the the brunt of that. But I think um, you know Iowa and the city of Des Moines is, and the Iowa Cubs are are better for doing that. One hundred percent. I think you know, despite all of that, you know, I I hope over the years that that 
settles down and goes away. But I'm I'm very proud of our organization for taking that stance and being public about it and to continue to support um, our community and our LGBTQ people. Perfect. What was the biggest difference between working for the Salt Lake Bees and the Iowa Cubs? Yeah, so I interned for the Salt Lake Bees in 2014 and 15 before coming to Iowa. Um, I think I mentioned I'm, I'm from Utah, University of Utah grad, so I was able to do that through um, towards the tail end of college there. Um, you know, there's I was an intern in Salt Lake, so there's mm-hmm. probably I'm, I'm much more involved now, and there was probably stuff I didn't see in Salt Lake. Right. Um, a couple big differences are. I think, you know, with our Cubs branding and our proximity to Chicago, um, there are true Chicago Cubs fans in our community. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, we always say internally here that it's we're here for entertainment. We're here to entertain mm-hmm. people. It's more about that than it's about baseball. Yeah. You know, most of the people coming into our ballpark for a game every day are here to get outside to have a beer with their friends. You know, it doesn't really matters to them who wins or loses. They're just trying to do an activity in the summer. Right. Um, but we definitely have a, it appears to be a bigger collection of people in Des Moines that care about the baseball, yeah. that want to see the prospects, that want to see the rehabbers, that really latch on to what we're doing on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in Salt Lake, I think it was an entertainment venue a little bit more extremely there, okay. where there's just not as strong of a tie to Los Angeles Angels baseball yeah. and that it was just more of a family outing type thing. Okay. Um, so there's a real allegiance to the Cubs here, which is that the fan base was fun to come into here. Yeah. I, I was flooded with Cubs fans. Yeah. And we've been, I mean, this organization has been here since 1969. We've been affiliated with the Cubs since 1981. Okay. Um, so, and our ballpark is right downtown. Uh, so all of those things contribute to just a really strong hold in the community here. Yeah. And that's, that was apparent right when I got here. I mean, that was within the first week of games. I looked down and thought, wow, this is, this is different. Yeah. This is definitely different. Yeah. I've never been inside your stadium, but I've driven by it because, mm-hmm. again, it is right downtown. And yeah. um, I, I actually flew into Des Moines was that probably three years ago or so um, to go to one of my buddy's weddings. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say that was in, do you know where Brooklyn, Iowa is? It's really small. It's really small. My Iowa geography is still pretty poor, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, one of my best friends is from really small town in Iowa, but that's where I flew into is Des Moines. And uh, Des Moines is an awesome town. Um, I I will say this till the cows come home. Iowa City is one of the funnest places (laughs) on planet Earth. A great college town, really great college town. The, the whole state of Iowa is fun. Like I've I've been in the boonies where you don't even have cell service, and I had a great yeah. time. And then I've been into big cities like Des Moines and Iowa City, and had a great time as well. People, people Iowa gets a bad rep. Um, it does. A and, lot of corn, you know, corn is all that people think about. Yeah, and I've been to Clinton, in mm-hmm. in Burlington, and. Uh, all right, Clinton. Clinton wasn't exactly like 
fun fun but like i went to a to a lumber kings game so that was fun um though it doesn't love the baseball it doesn't help that the whole the the whole town smells like dog food um but not really ideal yeah no but it was this going to the game was was fun that's for Mm -hmm. sure um so speaking about other teams in iowa what are your thoughts about everything that happened in minor league baseball yesterday, especially how it has impacted the other teams in Iowa, like Clinton and Burlington? Um, I believe Quad Cities was was a close call. They, they got a yeah. they got a um, affiliate invite, and uh, and Cedar Rapids is going to stay with the Twins, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Burlington and Clinton are are gonna have to find some other way to play baseball unfortunately yeah it was i mean it's just been a tough year for minor league baseball as a whole you know i think this would have been a tough transition without a pandemic and we've been through a pandemic and i know too many really really great humans that are really great at their jobs that have been unemployed for a long time at this point um Mm -hmm. and that's been that's been really tough. Um, you know, as, as you've, you've probably seen with this podcast and everything and knew before minor league baseball is a family, you know, Mm -hmm. you and I, this is the first time we're having a conversation and how relatable is this? Yeah, Uh, exactly. So it's, it's just sad. I think, you know, I, I have one foot on the other end of the line and on the other side of the line where I know, there's a lot there's a lot of things that are going into this deal and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things that have been negotiated that you and I will never find out about mm-hmm. um, a lot of ulterior motives that we're yeah. just gonna not get into and not address <laughs> on this um, but you know if if you strip it down and let's just believe what the public motivations have been for this that are you know, we want to be able to pay our minor league players more and we want to eliminate travel um, or limit travel time and make that a little bit easier on the players. Those two things I'm all for. Yeah. Um, it's much more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Iowa Cubs play in the Pacific Coast League, which let's think about the Pacific Coast League <laughs> right. from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, our travel's brutal. Yeah. Um, it is really, there is, you know, we can drive two hours to Omaha. Um, other than that, there is no easy way to travel. You're, to you're flying a lot of places, yeah. And we're flying at 5 a.m. We're connecting from, you know, through Dallas to go to Nashville. Like, just mm-hmm. all of these crazy connections and awful travel days. And you're getting in at, you know, waking up at whoever, who knows what time, you know, take a 3.30 a.m. bus to the airport to catch a 5 a.m. flight to get in at 2 p.m. and then play a 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. game. Right. You know, that's that's insanity. So yep. on those two fronts, you know, I'm, I'm for both of those t- things. Um, on a personal level of someone who works in minor league baseball, who cares about minor league baseball, who cares about baseball in general and just the sport. And it, it's sad to see some of the transitions it's going through um, and people losing jobs and community mm-hmm. communities losing these teams. Um, 
my actual my first kind of unofficial job in baseball was um, serving concessions at the rookie league dog and Raptors. I did oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. did that for six summers from all through junior high and high school. I, I started at 13 years old working with my mom just at, in a concessions booth. Wow. Um, yeah, so quite quite an experience there. And without and, and they're staying in, I believe, the Dream League, and they'll still have some sort of baseball at that ballpark, which yeah. I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's where... I fell in love with being at the ballpark. Yeah, I don't for sure. without that experience. I think I would have just remained a fan. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen the other side of things, and that's you know after you know, a couple days working that job, I think I told my mom like I I want to work at a ballpark, and mm-hmm. at that point in time, I thought you know I thought if someone. I'll, I'll sell hot dogs up and down the aisles. You know, that, that was kind of the goal at 13 years old. Right. You know, I'll just sell hot dogs for the rest of my life. Yeah. If someone's going to pay me to show up at a ballpark, yeah. then I think that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, so to lose experiences like that, um, and, you know, that that's sad. That It's just yeah. really sad. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I grew up in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, um, my parents lived literally two minutes away from the ballpark. In fact, in fact, like when I was an intern there, I would leave my house at eight fifty eight and be to work by nine o'clock. Um, but but yeah, like I and I didn't grow up a huge baseball fan. Um, I didn't watch games like on TV a whole lot, you know, here and there. But it yeah. was it was more going to the ballpark. And that's where I fell in love. It was, and it was, it was everything. It was, it was the game on the field. It was the in between inning games. It was the concessions. It was literally the entire atmosphere. Um, And you know, um, Williamsport didn't get one affiliate, but they're in that draft league. Um, So, Mm -hmm. so you'll see guys, you know, more so. making the majors to all all major league teams rather than just the Phillies or or right. whatnot. But I, I totally get what you're what you're saying that you, you fell in love with the game at one of those small towns. So um, Right. And like yep. you know, watching it on T V is different. You know, it, oh, yeah. it's there I like watching baseball T V, but it's different than being in the ballpark and so to lose lose those fans you know that have come in at a young age because they went to a ballpark and were just awestruck by the experience mm-hmm. um you know that that i think hurts the game of baseball but yeah it so yesterday was a little tough yeah for sure um and i don't know if you saw this so i know like the the reorganization of all the leagues and stuff like that is supposed to cut down on travel and and all mm-hmm. of that but did you see i think i don't remember what league it was i think it was like the mid-atlantic league um mm-hmm. <laughs> like there will be teams like going from like new york like upstate new york to rome georgia <laughs> like <laughs> yeah so that like it's like like frequently they're going to be yeah. going there very frequently and i was just like i thought the whole thing was was to like cut down on the travel yeah, with all supposedly, of this. So. Um but I think you you are going to see a lot of um flights taken for teams 
at lower levels now, um, you know, at at a ball level. Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, we're, we're in for a lot of changes next year. Um, and it's still, we're waiting on a lot of pieces of the puzzle right now. So it's hard to imagine what exactly we're in for. And we just, there's, it's frustrating to have so many unknowns on, we're recording this on, uh, December 10th. So, um, but but we'll see. Okay. All right. So we're going to take this opportunity to cut to a break, and we'll be right back with Shelby Cravens right after these messages. Welcome back, Shelby. Again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your morning. What has been your favorite press release to write? Ooh, um, you know, one of my my favorite things about working in minor league baseball and particularly media relations is just is seeing guys get called up in major league debuts. Okay, so I yeah. guess not not as much of a traditional press release anywhere else, but being able to celebrate major league debuts and seeing those guys accomplish what they set out to do Mm -hmm. uh, is one of, one of the greatest joys for me. And even though I'm not directly a part of, of their journey and their, their call-ups it's fun to see the development side of minor league baseball is, is unmatched, you know, to see yeah. people make it from double A AA to triple A and the excitement there. And then for them to get that, get that call up to Chicago is just the most fun thing that I get to witness day to day. So, so being able to write that and send that out and to celebrate them is really fun for me. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, that sounds like definitely, I didn't get that opportunity at, at the low A level. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is funny. Like I'll be, you know, at, uh, at a restaurant, like I'll be at, I don't know, like Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that. And mm-hmm. I'll, there'll be a game on and I'll, I'll say to whoever I'm with, I'm like, I'm like, I downloaded that guy's walk up song five, <laughs> five years ago. Yeah, it it is fun to see that. Like I made this guy go to this community appearance and read to kids in twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is so funny. Um, do you think that having the name Cubs, you're missing out on some social media engagement and merchandise sales? Um, have there ever been? any talks about rebranding uh, when I grew up um, in Williamsport up until up until I was like I don't know seven or eight the uh, Williamsport team was affiliated with the Cubs and uh-huh. they were the Williamsport Cubs and uh-huh. like my dad still has a seat cover in his in his um or seat cushion in his garage that has the Williamsport Cubs logo on it but I remember when they rebranded of course, part of that was changing affiliations as well. Right. But when they rebranded, like, it was the talk of the town. Like, it was mm-hmm. just like, you got to get some Crosscutters merchandise. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the merchandise part of minor league baseball is huge, um, especially with all of the, 
new identities, and I do love a good minor league baseball identity. There are yeah. some really fun ones out there. Uh, I think overall for us, you know, I mentioned before we've been affiliated with the Cubs since '81, and then we took on we were the Iowa Oaks before that. Okay. Because once once a team when the team was incepted, um, we were affiliated with the Oakland A's, so that's where that name comes from. Shout out Oakland A's. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it, we were only we a year later we became the Cubs and I think overall that has been really positive for us. Um, I think because of the Cubs branding is such a nationally recognized brand that that helps people outside of our city make the connection of oh the Iowa Cubs are sure. connected to the Chicago Cubs and even if they don't know much about minor league baseball or what AAA baseball is or how the system works they know that we are tied to the Chicago Cubs in some way. Okay. Um, so I think that part has been really positive for us. In terms of merchandise sales, um, you know, our our logo is the Cubs logo with Iowa and script on the top of mm-hmm. it. So if you're a Cubs fan and you have your Cubs hat, there's doesn't seem to be much draw to – own you have to own an Iowa Cubs hat and you have that's to kind of my hat. thought too yeah okay. yeah so they're they're a little similar there um there has been some talk of a possible alternate logo um you know I'm I'm not sure that's kind of come and gone over the years right I assume someday that that will happen I don't know how soon or you know yeah. where when that'll come into play I think as long as we're affiliated with the Cubs and we've we've just completed our 40 year our 40 year relationship with the Chicago Cubs mm-hmm. so I feel like that union is pretty strong and that we're not going anywhere in that front um, so I think as long as we have that that relationship going we'll remain the Iowa Cubs um, but there could be an opportunity for some fun unique branding okay. um, or alternate logos in the future okay perfect yeah um as I talked about before, I worked for Beloit, and uh, they are going to rebrand. They're the Snappers mm-hmm. now, and I don't know if you've seen any of their potential names, but they are wild. No. They are out oh, there. Oh, what do we got? Yeah, it's always fun to see kind of the public process and what teams are putting out and then what they actually land on. Yeah. Um, some have been better than others, in my opinion, over the last couple of years with the rebranding. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um yeah, these ones are really wild. Uh, oh, I okay. Here we go. Um, there's the sky carp, which is like a slang term for for geese, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. Um, the cheese balls, Wisconsin, and their yeah. their cheese. Okay. Um, and Wisconsin was also like the founding of like polka music like where polka was founded so um and there's like pike in the river so polka pike is one of the options um (laughs) moo the moo like for for cows okay just the moo the straight moo yeah um and then um and this is kind of just a wisconsin thing the supper clubbers have you do you know what what that is either so (laughs) A supper club is, I mean, basically it's like a bar restaurant, but they're like high, they're like kind of fancy. Um, Uh But so it's just like 
you go there and you go you go to the bar and you have a you have a drink or two and then they seat you and um it's kind of, it's not usually like a big menu it's kind of like whatever is like on special they a lot of supper clubs have like fish fries and like stuff like that so yeah. um but it is just a Wisconsin thing i've never heard of it outside the state of Wisconsin um, okay. So the supper clubbers. So those are those are the five options. Yeah, I always think of when when teams are introducing new names. I always think of them in terms of if I'm writing a press release or a game recap, and I have to put in the supper clubbers took the lead in the bottom of the fourth or something. Then I'm going to have a tough year. Of right. Uh, I don't want to write 140. Yeah. Recaps. Yeah. <laughs> And they're going to be changing their affiliation. Um, They were an Oakland A's affiliate um, from when I started there in 2013 Mm -hmm. to now. And they, um, I'm pretty positive they're going to accept the invitation from the Miami Marlins. um, Which also... This whole, um, you know, reorganization of minor league baseball was supposed to, like, put teams closer, like, geographically to their affiliates, Um, and that didn't happen with (laughs) Beloit, but but also I do understand the fact that there are team, minor league, there's more minor league teams in the Midwest than there are major league teams, so right, yeah. Like, You're yeah. Have to spread it out a little bit. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they would get. I I kind of knew they weren't going to get the Brewers back um, mm-hmm. or the Cubs. I thought maybe there would be an outside chance to get um, like the White Sox or, or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, Miami Marlins. Sure. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. But I think I think the the city of Beloit is just th- lit- so literally they couldn't have waited like one more second to to get that stadium approved. Um, yeah. The general manager that I worked for in Delmarva when I when I started working there, he was like he was like yeah I interviewed to be the GM for for Beloit, you know. 15 20 years ago and they were talking about getting a new stadium then oh jeez yeah um so but like they literally couldn't have waited like one more second it was it was last last call for everything yeah so if they needed a new stadium 15 20 years ago they certainly need one now oh yeah um so have you been to clinton no, I have okay. not. Okay. Um, so basically, the st- it's not even a stadium. It's it's a yeah. field with with uh, bleachers. Um, and the press box is a single-wide trailer on top of said bleachers. Um, so it was nice a... Set. Yeah, so you want to work in sports, huh? Yeah. It's, it's pretty fancy. It was, a, it was a rough go at it, for sure. <laughs> um, and then, like... When I first started there, I think our front office was like six or seven people, and mm-hmm. when I left there, we had three full-time staff members. Wow! Um, and I was the I was the longest tenured by by like two years. So wow. um, that's it was, crazy. Yeah, it was 
it was a rough go at it, but um, I think it made me stronger as a person oh, um, yeah. and professionally. Um, you know, there, I work in insurance now um, for a local state farm agency, and my boss is just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you have to do this." I'm like, "I'm like, girl, don't even worry about it. Like, <laughs> like you don't even know what I've been through." <laughs> you definitely learn. You, that you could do things you never thought you could do or even were, were yeah. yeah. You, you learned a lot about yourself through those long days. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. So what's the weirdest comment you've seen while running a team's social media? And we can we can exclude the, um, the Pride Night comments if you wish. Yeah, yeah, those were just sort of weird as much as just awful. Yeah, uh, sure. That's definitely the the most fun part about um, running social media accounts is just the things people will say and the the Facebook messages we get are are very strange. Of you know, I I definitely think the larger population doesn't realize that an actual human runs all of these social right, media accounts. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they think it's just this kind of bot and this company. So yeah. Um, it's just funny to see what uh, people people will say and people will message you. Um, but one of my very favorite social media experiences was three years ago, we had a video go viral for the staring catcher, Taylor Davis. Okay. Uh, we, had a, we had a player that would always knew when the camera was on him and would turn around and <laughs> stare at the camera and... It kind of it, it was a it was a joke between our video staff and him throughout the year and our video coordinator put together a video at the end of the year kind of as a last laugh and to say thanks for being a good time all year. Yeah. It played it for him on the video board and we kinda of threw it up on social media and it just took off. I mean, it's still something that, you know, it there was an article written I think in Sweden about it, like it just, it just went crazy. And it was, it was a really wild ride for that video, but I was getting like marriage proposals on Facebook of, I love Taylor Davis. He's (laughs) the prettiest person I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. Is he single? I got (laughs) a mother. I had a mother send us pictures of her daughter and say, she doesn't know I'm, I'm sending you these and she would kill me, but my daughter is great. And I just think her and Taylor Davis would be a great match. Wow. From this video of, you know, a a 60 second video of just a dude staring at a camera. I mean, it was, and that was happening for months and months afterwards of, you know, even as it died down (laughs) six months later, I was getting one a week of like, I am in love with Taylor Davis. If you have a chance to tell him for me, please do. Oh my gosh. Um, That's so funny. I saved a lot of those and they are just hilarious. Um, and some were wildly inappropriate, um, but most, mostly funny, but some went a little too far, but that was a, a fun experience for me as a social media manager. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 kind of crazy. Like like we talked about people hiding behind the the keyboard. So I've never gotten like those messages. Maybe a few, but I kind of like just dismissed them. Um, mm-hmm. Like asking for the player's number or, or yeah. what have you. Um, but like I've gotten more in person like stuff like like 
girls like that I knew like you know um from like going out on the town and stuff like that yeah. like like friends of friends that would come up and be like oh my gosh he is so fine like is he single <laughs> and I'm, um and back in the day like and I've I'm not going to go into it right now but I'll t- I'll tell you after the fact but I've had some weird comments said to to me personally. Um, There was one time, I remember it was my birthday, and we had a game, and I was doing the PA announcing, and um, the on-field MC, who's still a good friend of mine to this day, um, he, um, you know you know how you always sing like happy birthday to to like the little kids well he was like yeah it's bobby's birthday up there in the press box and and like let's sing happy birthday and um about an inning later somebody came up and this is this is how you can tell it's not a real stadium um you somebody came up to my window at the press in the press box and handed me a beer and on the um on the cup was written a phone number and a name. Um, and so, um, that was interesting. Um, and then I had a very old lady in Williamsport come up to me and, um, try to set me up with her granddaughter. And, um, I love when grandmas do that. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this in an earlier episode, but, and she said something, she said a phrase, that that came out of her mouth that I would never have expected a grandmother to say, um, and we can we can edit this out. I told you I wasn't going to go into it, but here I am going into it. Here we are. Um, she she, she uh, came up to me and and she asked me if you know my name and how old I was and if I was single. And I I was like twenty two at the time. I just graduated yeah. college and she's like, Do you see you see that blonde girl over there in the blue dress? And I was like, Yeah, she's like, That's my granddaughter and she told me she'd love to sit on your face. And I was like <laughs> I was what? so dumbfounded. I was just like, uh, what do I even say to this? I I don't know how I would have reacted to that. I was just, I was, I think I just blushed and I was like, I was like, oh, um, I'm, I'm flattered. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was certainly interesting. That, that is something. That is something for sure. Yeah. Um, boy. Yeah. Uh, so I'll probably edit that out. I have shared it before in the past, but, um, yeah, it's certainly interesting. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, So, Shelby, where can the listeners find you on social media? Yes, I am on Twitter as I swear I'm not 12, which is, uh, (laughs) if you... If you knew me, you know, that's it. It's pretty fitting for me. Um, it was, you know, I got Twitter as a freshman in college and that was, yep. that was my handle. And I thought about changing it over the years. Then, you know, it just, it just works for me. So we're, we're sticking with, I swear I'm not 12. And then I am on Instagram at Shelby junior. So like June, the month when I are on the end. Okay. All right. Perfect. And so you've listened to a couple episodes, right? I have. All right. So you know I end with the same question. 
What has been your favorite walk-up or warm-up song in your baseball career, and whose was it? Yeah, I I love I love walk-up music. Me and too. I, think I just it, it sets a mood. I'm I'm a firm believer that you should have something that's a little bit catchy that gets people moving in the seats and excited. Um, when I was in Salt Lake, we had a player Grant Green that had "Your Love" by the Outfield. Ooh. I always loved that one. It was a really good one. Okay. I've never heard anyone else use it since, and I think it was it was a great choice. All right, all right. Um, so yeah, we'll ride out with that song. Um, what else was? Oh, there was one more thing that I. Oh, um, there is a Spotify playlist with all of my guest walk up songs. Oh, that's awesome! Yes. I love that. Um, I don't, let me see what it's called again here. I think it's just called. Pulling Tart Podcast Walk Up Playlist is is what Perfect. it is, um, and then oh, I bet I'm going to check that out. I bet that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, it it is good. It it is all over the place. Um, you know, every everything from T Pain to uh, Bruce Springsteen to Phil Collins to Alabama to Drake. Um, you know, everything under the sun. Um, there was one question for you from, uh, I think you know, you know this person. Um, it's Craig W, K, or Craig with a K. Um, the K is important. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Hi, my question for the podcast is, who is the best boss you've ever had and why is it me? Well, if this makes it into the podcast, it's going to be a, a test to see if he's actually going to listen to this all right Um, but craig was my boss in salt lake and you know all the credit to him in the world for teaching me what i know and we're still really great friends today and i've just so appreciated his friendship and his support over the years and he's one of those people that you know can can feel with what i'm going through and i can feel with what he's going through on a professional level and craig's the best i i just really Really appreciate Craig, and uh, it's it's just like him to throw a question in there like that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, Shelby, for for taking the time to come on to the Pulling Tart podcast. I really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck with everything coming up this season. And uh, hopefully, we can do this again sometime. Thanks, Bobby. It was just really nice to chat with you and get to know you a little better today. And this was this was really fun. Perfect. And uh, for everybody listening, uh, by the time you hear this, I will be a married man. Um, getting married here in two days, so this will come out next Thursday. So, um, so yeah, uh, life is is going a million miles a minute right now. So, uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, again, thank you so much, Shelby, and uh, thank you. Really appreciate it. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast. 
distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.